Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome to an HBO podcast from the HBO Late Night series, Real Time with Bill Maher. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Time will be real time. tonight the conventions are over and thank you very much and history was made right one of our major parties one of our major parties nominated a woman and the other nominated a pussy so uh, you know it's gonna be an interesting election Did you see Hillary's speech? I thought she was pretty good last night, I gotta say. She... She laid out the choice for America. Do you want a woman who excels when the stakes are high or a guy who sells stakes and sounds like he's high? <laughs> but, uh, now, by all measures, the convention, very successful for the Democrats. I mean... Their motto seemed to be, no constituency left behind, which is good. You know, they checked off every one of the identity boxes, Latinos, blacks, gays, Muslim, Asian, dwarfs, (laughs) transgender, disabled. It was finally left up to Joe Biden to come out there and go, good evening, I'm a white guy with a dick. Dickish white guys applauding. I like that. Yeah, I'm a dick, too. No, I thought the guy who stole the show was the Muslim dad whose... whose uh, son was killed in Iraq, and he went up. Boy, did he read Trump, the riot act. He said, Donald Trump, you have never sacrificed anything or anyone. And then he took out a copy of the Constitution, right? And he said, I will gladly lend you mine. And... And every bank in America said, bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was a brutal night for Donald Trump. Hillary's attacks were pretty damn devastating. I mean, usually to own a Republican like that, you have to be a Koch brother. Uh, (laughs) I, I, (laughs) I thought her best line was when she said about Donald Trump, a man who can you bait with a tweet is not a man we can trust with nuclear weapons. And... And then Trump responded with a tweet. I... <laughs> 
<laughs> this guy is just too easy. And not just a tweet. He tried to get all the other girls not to sit with Hillary at lunch. <laughs> no, <laughs> his tweet was, Crooked Hillary made up facts about me, and making up facts about Donald Trump is Donald Trump's job. <laughs> now... There was one little awkward moment at the convention last night. Uh, the cameras caught Bill Clinton nodding off <laughs> during Hillary, just for a second. But, you know, what could he have been thinking? Was it all a dream? <laughs> no. Katy Perry's tits really are that big. <laughs> That's what he was thinking. I, I kid the Clintons. I love that guy. They were, did you notice they were all decked out in patriotic colors? I don't know if they planned that, but Chelsea's dress was red, Hillary's suit was white, and Bill's balls were blue. So, oh, I did, I did. But, you know, <laughs> despite a few heckles, I really thought the convention did come together behind Hillary Clinton. I mean, you saw the signs throughout the hall with all her slogans, and she does have a lot of slogans. You know, you saw, I'm with her. Ready for Hillary? Stronger together? The other guy is Donald Trump? I mean, he's... <laughs> and the speech was also, I must say, notable for what it did not mention. She didn't mention Benghazi. She didn't mention emails. Didn't mention the TP TPP. She did come out for legalizing pot. <laughs> or... At least that's the way I interpret it. <laughs> she said she wanted to plant seeds for future generations. What else could it mean? All right, we got a great show. Alex Wagner, Dr. Cornell West, and Matt Welch are here. And a little later, we'll be speaking with my favorite congressman ever. Barney Frank is backstage. And first up, he is the senior senator from Vermont. He didn't quite make it to the nomination, but in my lifetime, I have never seen a candidate as beloved as Bernie Sanders, ladies and gentlemen. You can see why you weren't the nominee. They hate you. Uh, we always have to allow a little more extra time when Bernie is on just for applause. But I want to ask you, Bernie, how do you rate the convention now that it's over? Well, I think it was a good convention. Uh, I think it brought together people with different points of view within the Democratic Party, uh, the progressives, the more conservatives, the moderates. But I think what comes out of that convention, Bill, is the understanding uh, that Donald Trump is the most dangerous presidential candidate in the modern history of this country and that he must be defeated. Yeah. And, and I, say that, I say that, Bill, not just because of his absurd views on so many issues. You know, he believes that climate change is a, is a hoax. He wants to give hundreds of billions of dollars in tax breaks to the top 1%. But above and beyond all of that, this guy is running his entire campaign based on bigotry. 
based on trying to divide us up, based on trying to insult uh, Mexicans and Latinos and, and Muslims and, and women and, and African-Americans. Remember that this guy was one of the leaders of the so-called Bertha movement, which tried to delegitimize the first African-American president that we have ever had. So this is a guy who is dangerous, who does not. I think that Muslim father of the young man who died in Iraq was absolutely right, that somebody like Trump does not understand the Constitution of the United States. I think you see many Republicans who believe that as well. So this is a guy who must be defeated. Uh, it's no secret, Bill, that Hillary Clinton and I have disagreements on a number of issues. And what I intend to do the day after Hillary Clinton is elected president of the United States is to do everything I can to make sure that she goes forward as progressively as she can, maintaining the very strong democratic progressive platform uh, that we passed together. Well, and I must say, <clears throat> unlike some of your supporters, I think that's why you are a great patriot, because you brought it, brought it right back to the central issue. We have to defeat Donald Trump. You are a warrior, sir, and the hardest thing for a warrior to do is to fall on his sword. But you did. You have come in line with the idea that we have just two choices. And, you know, I think of Al Gore after the 2000 election, when the Supreme Court made that decision. Donald Trump would have went, didn't go, wouldn't have gone away quietly. Al Gore did the patriotic thing, and you are doing the patriotic thing. But it's not just, it, it, it's not just, I think, the right thing to do for the moment. I think what we have got to do, and I said this as best I could in Philadelphia, is that we must continue the political revolution. We must continue to bring millions of people into the political process to stand up, to take on the billionaire class, to fight for economic and social and racial and environmental justice. And that fight must continue the day after the election, because fundamental changes, transformational changes, Bill, take time to happen. They don't happen overnight. And that movement has got to continue. And what we are doing, by the way, is converting our movement from a presidential campaign to a movement that tries to activate the American people and get young people to start running for office for school board and city council and state legislature. That is a continuation of the political revolution. All right. Well, let me follow up on a couple of things you said. You said the movement should continue. You mentioned young people. Now, I was on with Chris Matthews a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about you. And the assumption from him was that you could not run again because you're 74. And I said, Chris, you're 70. I'm 60. If anybody should not be ageist, it's us. <laughs> I, 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 I must... I must push back against this idea that people in their 70s are at the end and that you're just dribbling down to the last few days of your life. People treat their bodies differently as they go through life. They are very different in their alertness, in their health, and, and there is no reason why you can't run again, from what I see. 
Well, what do you think of that? Bill, I mean, thank you very much, but it is four years from now is a long time uh, off from now. Uh, my uh, term ends in two years as a U.S. senator from Vermont, everything being equal. Uh, I intend to run for re-election uh, from Vermont, a state that I love very, very much. Uh, but what I will tell you is whatever my political future may or may not be, I will be fighting as hard as I can to stand up for a declining middle class, to take on the grotesque levels of income and wealth inequality that we're seeing right now, to demand that the United States join the rest of the industrialized world and guarantee health care to all people as a right to make public colleges and universities in this country tuition-free. Those are issues that we have got to continue the fight for. Okay. I didn't hear the end of that because <laughs> people are always applauding you. Uh, but I think I get the gist. All right. So, uh, you know, people were talking today a lot about the fact that at the convention last night when, when Hillary mentioned you and, and the night before when Obama gave you a shout-out, um, you didn't look too happy. Uh, you, you know, you kind of didn't crack a smile. Um, <laughs> you look like a, a husband who is sitting there in the waiting room, you know, uh, while the wife tries on the clothes. I mean, outside the waiting room, not in the waiting room. Uh, but, uh, but the other moment I saw at the convention, which was the opposite, when your brother came on the stage. Now, I, when I was talking about you all year, I always said, Bernie Sanders is giving us a new deal. That is the only phrase that comes to mind. He's saying, look, you pay a little more in taxes, but look at what you get, like, more like a, a European democracy. Um, and your brother invoked the New Deal. He talked about your parents and their love of the New Deal and how you were carrying on that tradition. And there, we did see a lot of emotion. You were verklempt, Bernie. Come on. <laughs> right? I well, mean, that you got know, to you. Well, my brother reminded me of is, is how my parents, uh, who died young, uh, uh, might have felt uh, at that moment. And obviously, that was something that was uh, struck a deep chord uh, in me. Uh, you know, we grew up in a family, uh, didn't have a whole lot of money. My father dropped out of high school. My mother never went to college. I think the idea that uh, her son might be a serious candidate for president of the United States uh, is nothing that uh, they ever would have dreamed of. So that's what struck a chord in me. Okay. Well, like I say, Bernie, you're not too old to run again. Think about it. Bernie Sanders, everybody. Thank you, Senator. I appreciate your time. All right. Let's meet our panel. How are you, brother? How you doing? You I'm wore the suit for me. All right. He's the editor-at-large of Reason magazine, Matt Welch, back with us. Hey, Matt. She is the senior editor of The Atlantic, Alex Wagner. Hey, Alex. Great to see you again. And he's an author and professor emeritus at Princeton University. What a panel. Dr. Cornell West. What a, what a bunch of eggheads I got over here. All right, don't forget to send us your questions for tonight's overtime, so we're going to answer them after the show on YouTube. So, both conventions are over. They looked nothing like one another. You know, the Republican convention, that could have been a convention from 1950. 
and I'm sure they wish it was. <laughs> Whereas the Democratic Convention, as I was joking in the monologue, what a rainbow coalition. And uh, I, I think if 92 was, it's the economy stupid, this looked like it's race stupid. Mm. I feel like I've never seen an election that was more about race. Mm. you agree with that, mm. Doctor? Yeah, but any time you talk about race, you're talking about class and gender as well as empire because I was moved to see my dear brother, Bernie Sanders. You know, we spent almost a year together on the road. I have a deep, deep mm. love for he and Sister Jane. I bet you, you have stories. But, uh, oh, oh, we got some wonderful stories. But, but, I, but I do, I disagree with my brother in terms of his political revolution, being able to work through the Democratic Party. What I mean by that is that when he said a few months ago that Hillary was... Hillary Clinton was unqualified. He said that in New York. I think he still had a point in this sense that it's still a Wall Street party. It's still tied to militarism. And I look at Hillary Clinton, even given this historic breakthrough, beautiful thing, blow against male supremacy. <laughs> you say this to me for well, a reason. Well, I'm just looking for that. <laughs> but, but I look at Hillary Clinton from the eyes of the women and children who were pushed off welfare, from those in the mass... And, incarceration regime, from those in Honduras, in Haiti, on the West Bank, under Israeli occupation, under Hillary, she was not for kids you're in such, those contexts. You're such a complainer. No, 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 but it's no, just trying I, to tell I the know. truth. Okay, it's trying right. to tell the truth. All but right. but, but it's, it's also a matter of this, though, brother, because okay. we talk about just this choice between two. If you had to choose between Donald Trump and David Duke, who would you choose? Uh, Who would you choose? Would I, you choose lesser evil? I think evil? I'd write in Jill Stein. I, 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 I don't <laughs> this know. This is what I, I'm I talking about. But it's not the choice between no, Donald it Trump it and David Duke. It isn't, but all I'm saying okay, is if you kind of right. lock people into just okay. two choices right. rather than my sister Jill Stein. Are you Stein running too? for something? Because you just... <laughs> I'm running Third for truth. Candidate. I'm running for justice, and I'm show. always running from the police. <laughs> always running from the police. <laughs> That's right. Because that's not a joke either. Right. I'm not allowed to talk about police uh, abuse and so forth other than the mothers. I want to hear from the candidates, not trotting out the mothers who have their tears. Let's hear it from the leaders. <laughs> Let's hear it from the people who got policy. Really? What? Yeah. Okay. What did Obama have to say about police Quiet. abuse? And All right. Not you're, a mumbling word. Your turn is up <laughs> okay, for the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Was the, Where was are the, we now in the show? Historic breakthrough. I think we're up to new rules. Yeah. <laughs> it's over. Show's <laughs> over. Was the Democratic Convention really lacking in that area? I, I thought they hit that note. Yeah, pretty... I mean, I I will say I to your earlier first question about I, there was a moment. I don't know if a lot of people saw this where there are there's a cat a, a, a rainbow cast on stage. Right. And they, the whole convention hall filled with the, the chorus of what the world needs now is love, sweet love. And I think for Democrats in the hall, it was kind of this emotionally cathartic moment. I can also imagine Republicans who had, had this conclave about ISIS a week earlier in Cleveland probably looked at that and been like, that, that's exactly the problem. They think what we need now is love and what we need now is to Hate. arm ours exactly. Hate, yeah. um, and, and I think for people like, you know, we went to both conventions. Well, you to go both. from one to the other was 
emotionally like incredibly disjunctive. It was taxing to go from Cleveland to Philly and just see the huge gulf that exists. My big surprise comparing the two, I did not expect the Democratic convention to be the one with the loudest dissent on the floor. I really expected right. there to be a lot of anti-Trump sentiment and there was in the rules committee stuff Mike Lee very right. uh, passionately, you know, they got they kind of got screwed on a roll call vote and these kind of things. But after that it was pretty disciplined. The Hillary Clinton speech last night, which I don't share your assessment of being all that strong, she has to try to do two things at once, which is really difficult. One is to bring in all the Bernie supporters who are a little restive, and at the same time, a lifeline to Republicans who think Donald Trump is crazy, right? So she's talking here, and there was probably 25 different chants, most of them emanating from the California de delegation, of no more war. And they're immediately drowned out with Hillary. Hillary. So that's what you guys heard at home. But right. there's all these people. Think about what Bernie Sanders did not say either in this interview or in his speech. He did not use the words foreign policy. He did not say war. He did not say surveillance. He did not say drug war or marijuana right. or all the civil libertarian stuff that's very important to people like me and you and everybody here. Absolutely. It was well, absent as part of the whole unity thing. And so there's a lot of Bernie supporters, a minority maybe, but a strong and very passionate minority who are upset about that. And for good reason. Well, and for good reason. That's just, the militarism I, that I'm fearful of. I, I think this, and I, I was doing some reporting on this in Cleveland. There are a lot of young kids who are Bernie supporters and delegates who understand electoral reality and institutional reality. And, and are not, actually. And they, they feel angry that the media has portrayed them as nihilists who want to blow up the party and are going to vote for Trump. And I, and I think, you know, yes, there were a lot of rabble-rousers in the hall. If you're going to pick the, the rowdiest people, like, the rowdiest people are naturally going to be inclined to go to the convention right. and make noise. But I think the vast majority of Sanders supporters sort of understand the stakes here and have been sort of wrongly... But once, but once Hillary got the nomination, shouldn't they have shut the fuck up? You know, I mean, you know, I, I really, at what point and what are they serving at that? And also, she said some great um, things that I think he, he, if he said, they would have cheered. She, she said, but she was lip singing his speech in some ways. She has well, a way of giving lip service to these progressive issues. We want to yeah. know what has she done on the ground for poor and working people. That's the question. I think. You know, I'm going to have Barney Frank answer that. But well, we'll ask Brother Hillary Barney Clinton too. really, you think, has done nothing for poor and no, working I didn't say nothing. I said, she has not done what people say know, in terms of her being this great champion for poor people. That's okay. a lie. But there's only, a lie. there's only two items on the menu. No, we got three. We got Jill Stein. No, Hold brother. up a sec. We got, no, four. We got four. We got, got Gary. The third one is... Okay. You, you, you got, got Gary two and a half. We only got two people who have any chance of becoming At president. At this moment, it looks that way, but it Bernie started with 3% too. Yeah, but it's, with Bernie it's August, Dr. Too. So you we think Jill won. Stein is going to be president? Look me in the eye and tell me that. <laughs> we shall see. <laughs> but it's going to be tough. No. It's going to be tough. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, me, but, but part of it is this, can, though, brother. Can, you got to draw a line in the sand. When I, when I raised the question to you about David Duke and, 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 and Donald Trump, in your own mind, you had to draw a line in the sand. I draw a, a line in the it's sand. It's a dumb analogy. It's not dumb at all. Because it, all that, that it, just shows under certain conditions, you wouldn't make a choice between two folk that let, you refuse let me, to let me, support. Let me, as long as we're doing analogies, let <laughs> yes, me give yes. you an analogy. Okay, let's work with you. You're this. on a train station. Yes. Right here in L.A. You want to go to San Francisco. There's a wedding up there. you got to get there. There's one train that goes to San Francisco, but it's a little slower than the one you want. There's one other train leaving, but it's not going to San Francisco. It's going to hell. <laughs> <laughs>
It's not going to hell. No. It's going to San Diego, which is a lovely city. But it's, n <laughs> but it's not where you want to go. You right. want to go to San Francisco. The only other train is going in the opposite direction. Do you get on the train that's going in the direction you want to go, but yeah. slower, yeah. or do you go to San Diego? Well, well, let me answer the question. Can I just answer the question? I love, I love this analogy, though, but let's look at it this way. Back to Brother Matt's point. <laughs> <laughs> the Clinton train, Wall Street, security, okay. surveillance, militaristic, not, that, okay. not going in the same direction I'm going. It's just better than the neo-fascist like Trump. That's it is all. The you, you really think Hillary Clinton is on the same spectrum as a neo-fascist? No, I said neo-fascist like Trump. Right, but okay. you think she's in... Okay, I'll She's go, a neoliberal. She's and, a neoliberal. Okay. I'm all not right. calling her neo-fascist. I'm glad. Let's clarify that. Okay. But 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 I do believe neoliberalism is a disaster. Let me, let me I do believe that when it comes to poor people and when it comes to people in other parts of the world dealing with U.S. foreign policy and militarism. It didn't oh, way. absolutely. I, okay. Ask the people in Libya about that. Okay. Ask let the me, people in the West Bank about that. Okay. But once again, Donald Trump is insane. He is insane. No. He's a neo-fascist. He is, he, he is getting crazy. No, no, no. He's in over his head, no, no, but no. neo-fascism is not, not insanity. Here's That's here, vicious here, hatred. And... Here is his tweets. Uh, he said about Hillary, I was curious to see whether she'd do a class act and not mention my name or mention it with respect. <laughs> <laughs> After their convention was basically we, we, lock her, her up, up and yes. it is your patriotic duty if you see her to kill her. Yes. Okay. He also said, I'll tell you, I think I have the best temperament, <laughs> or certainly one of the best temperaments of anyone that's ever run for the office of president. Named Donald Trump. <laughs> Fun, Literally. fun fact this... about, about temperament, a majority of his own supporters, when you break it down by poll, say he does not have the temperament. Uh, his supporters does not have the temperament to be the United States president. He doesn't but have they the... support him anyways, which he, is a very interesting... He may not have the temperament to tweet, Bill. <laughs> it's unclear if he should be allowed to access his own Twitter he, account. He should be on a park bench feeding pigeons. <laughs> I mean, uh, the idea that we're That's even... a lot like the office of president, isn't it? <laughs> I, I loved what uh, Hillary said last night. She quoted Jackie Kennedy about little men moved by fear and pride. You know, that was beautiful. This is that what, was beautiful. He, can, was beautiful. he can walk back a tweet. You can't walk back a nuclear launch. Well, I also think the word little has particular re resonance when it comes to Trump. I mean, and I say that like, ha-ha, but also humiliation is the only way to puncture his balloon. That's why Mike Bloomberg got under his skin by suggesting yeah. that maybe he's not so rich, if you but know what I mean. But they have been golfing together for years. Sure, We've sure. Been well, the same they, they, billionaire well, class. They have you know. golfed together, but to say they've been golfing okay. Well, well, I'm not going to. But the humiliation is not yeah. working. Let's get no, real but, about but, that. But, but, but let's he, also... he's, he's at best or at worst tied with Hillary, but, but she, even after their but convention. But it's too easy to view him as an isolated individual and bash him. He's I agree. speaking to the pain in the country because white working class brothers have been overlooked by globalization, by these trade deals. You got to speak to them to pull the rug from under him. It's easy to bash him individually. Everybody knows he's xenophobic and mediocre and navel-gazing and a whole lot of other things. But somehow he's got all these people behind yeah, him. But, but, I mean, wait, you mediocre? See? You're nicer to him than you are to Hillary. <laughs> Did I say Hillary was mediocre? Less. Hillary is brilliant. She's smart. Oh. She just doesn't have a whole lot of integrity. Oh.
That's all. That's a very different different kind of judgment. But Dr. I'm trying Wex, to tell the truth about he, both of them. He brings up a point which is very interesting. The Republican Party under Trump, which is now completely transformed or, or largely transformed, the RNC chair, Reince Priebus, went up and said, and we have a nominee who will punish American companies for moving factories overseas. <laughs> right. That is now the Republican Party position, the party that was supposed to be for international trade and capitalism. So they are fighting the Democrats on the same kind of anti-trade thing. It's a big word. He also wanted to punish women who got abortions, if you recall. Right. These people on the right who claim they love freedom, they don't love freedom. No, no. They want an authoritarian who That's will right. install exactly what they believe. Although Wait, Hillary, Clinton, anyone who but, but Hillary Clinton also said that she would, she would punish American companies uh, who go overseas in her speech, too. So yeah. both sides are now doing that as their Yeah, but the punitive language on the right is so much more pronounced. Oh, and I think the, the thing no, that is no. disturbing about things like events like Cleveland is just how Cathartic this anger seems to be, how delicious it is for a certain subset right. of the of the electorate. And and you know, you talk about offering an alternative, you know, being mean and being divisive and cutting people down is incredibly intoxicating. And the more you do it, the easier it is to do. Right. And the question is, how do you counter that? It is a, it is a really it is it is pernicious and it is very much at the foundation of his candidacy. But you don't say, okay, Doc, fear I with to, fear, though. I have to cut you off. The fear with, of with, Trump, Trump fear. Okay. No, you got to have some hope. You got to have All some right. vision. And you got to have some comedy. <laughs> uh, you know, one of our favorite <laughs> comedy bits is something called, I don't know it for a fact, I just know it's true. Because <laughs> so many, thank you, I mean, it happens so often in life, right? We say to ourselves, I don't know it for a fact, I just know it's true. So we have tonight special convention edition. <laughs> I don't know it for a fact, I just know it's true. For example, I don't know for a fact that the celebrities from the Republican convention were catering the Democratic convention. I just know it's true. <laughs> I don't know for a fact that Donald Trump buys his furniture from Dictator Warehouse. I just know it's true. <laughs> I don't know for a fact that if you took a drink every time a Democrat said our children, you'd never be able to have children. I just know it's true. <laughs> I don't know for a fact that in order to prepare for the role of American Psycho, Christian Bale followed Eric Trump around for a month. <laughs> I just know it's true. <laughs> I don't know for a fact that the only thing Debbie Wasserman Schultz fears more than Bernie Sanders supporters <laughs> is humidity. <laughs> That's so mean. Don't read ahead. I just know it's true. I don't know for a fact that every time Ben Carson mentions Jesus, <laughs> Jesus throws up a little in his mouth. It says, please shut the hell up. I just know that's true. I don't know for a fact that Scott Bayo thinks Trump is going to appoint him Secretary of Television. I just know it's true. I don't know for a fact that Donald Trump will, in fact, appoint Scott Bayo Secretary of Television. Just know it's true. I don't know for a fact that Hillary's main fashion inspiration is the Teletubbies. I just know it's true. I don't know for a fact that Rudy Giuliano prepared for his speech by studying the Tasmanian devil. I just know it's true. All right, he is the former 16-term U.S. rep from Massachusetts.
He's a surrogate for Hillary Clinton, the evil one. Please welcome <laughs> Barney Frank. <laughs> How are you, my friend? Always great to see you. Well, Barney, you were uh, in good company at the Democratic convention. I heard you booed. And uh, everybody... I was booed. I didn't boo. I was the booee. <laughs> I'm saying you were booed, <laughs> and, and so many people I like were booed. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, <laughs> Bernie himself was booed. Uh, what about this purity in the Democratic Party? Well, I would ask people on the question of what's the effective way to get social change? Mm. How much compromise should you make? How hard should you fight? And then in the end, what should you do? Let me suggest a role model. Bernie Sanders. I am puzzled as to why people who correctly saw in him a smart, tough, disciplined advocate for change have now decided that it isn't nobody's talking about. Why did Bernie Sanders, who was <laughs> such a great exemplar of how to bring about fundamental social change, lose all his credibility to some of his supporters? I just wish they would follow through with Bernie Sanders. I also would say, by the way, and I understand the uh, terrible choice that uh, Cornell proposed, but I would differ with it in this regard. You said, what did Hillary Clinton ever do, the poor people? Here's what happened to the Clinton administration. The first thing we did was to raise taxes on the rich. The Clinton administration got that through by one vote in both houses, no Republican. We, we lost some votes over it, but the Congressional Budget Office ruled that the taxation system became less regressive, more progressive as a result of that in 93. We raised the minimum wage. Hillary and that Clinton. helped poor people. Yes, of course it did. Yeah, of course. Over, uh, and uh, we raised the minimum wage. And in terms of health care, Hillary Clinton took a hit because... And by the way, people forget, she was generally seen as the left wing of the Clinton administration. Um, she pushed not just for universal health care, but when that failed, she came up with one of the most important improvements for poor people we've ever seen. Chips. Children's health. The yeah. children's health program. So... It's not, you know, it's not a question of... And as far as Wall Street is concerned, this notion that because she got paid after being in office by Wall Street... Um, Donna Bash asked a great question. She asked Senator Sanders, how did that affect her policies? I am obviously happy with much of what we did in the financial reform bill. We have the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Just today, there was a story about how they're protecting people against abusive debt collection practices. She's been a strong supporter of that, and in the period since she was Secretary of State, when the Republicans have tried to weaken that bill, she has worked hard to strengthen it. That's why Elizabeth Warren and she work so well together. So I, I defy anyone to show me how she has any way on public policy not done that. Now, the question is, okay, does she give speeches and get money from Wall Street? And let me say, perhaps my view that that is not terrible is colored by the fact that so do I. Uh, I am retired. Um, and I'll tell you why they said, well, why do they give you the money? I have no influence left with... I don't vote on anything anymore. You know why they give me... I'll tell you why they give... Wall Street? You give Wall Street speeches? Yes. The, the author of Dodd-Frank with your name on the bill? And they come to me and they want me to talk about it and what I think about it. And they don't come to me because they think they influence me. I talk to them for the same reason I'm here. I'll be arrogant. I'm interesting. So people pay, <laughs> people pay in the court. But in terms of Hillary Clinton, there is zero sign that she is, there are no public policy issues she does. And again, I'll say, you know, I'll say Bernie Sanders has the best way to bring about social change, and it's to do two things. It's to vote for Hillary Clinton in November, and as he said, keep up the movement. On the day after the election, 
have a late lunch, and then go back to doing that same kind of work. And let me make this point, as opposed to the Jill Stein approach. Yeah. Who yeah. has done more to bring about significant change in the last few years? Jill Stein or Bernie Sanders? He did by getting into the process. He's already made progress, and now he says the point that the best thing to do is to capitalize on what we've done and write that into law and take up the fight again. Jill Stein is now in her, I don't know, she's kind of Harold Stassen of protest candidates. She's in her, I don't know how much uh, run for office, and she'll come and she'll go and she'll have no impact. Well, no. Can I say a little word? Absolutely. Because, I mean, one thing I Bernie want to... Bernie used up all his time with one... No, no. I mean, Bernie I just with want to one question, saying, which is why we love him. But Brother, Brother Franks is right. He's very interesting. And it's always fascinating to listen to you. Would you but pay? Would <laughs> <laughs> you pay? What? Can I get a speaking fee out of this? Well, <laughs> but I know one thing. Wall Street didn't pay you $225,000. No, I'm a little him. jealous of it. Ah, all right. <laughs> but the but, but point is this. But the, you don't want to confuse movement activity with being progressive on the inside. And see, Bernie Sanders was distinctive because his campaign was accenting the movement among young people. We know if all Americans under 30 were the only ones allowed to vote or under 35, he'd be president today. But I, it was a movement, people. But once you get inside, and that's where the big Excuse me, is. you're wrong. That's where the seduction Cornell, is. Cornell, Bernie Sanders has been a... This is his 26th year in the Congress. He is a very effective guy who shows that the best way to have but your movement... Let me finish. No, but you didn't, you didn't let me finish. Let me finish. I'm saying Bernie Sanders is able to work on both fronts. Yes. Okay, we agree. He's insider, And outsider. that's much more effective than working no, only on the one front. No, that's not true. That's, are you denying the role of social movements in the making of America... I'm from talking abolitionism about, and civil rights. I'm not talking about all that. You're changing the subject. No, it's Jill Stein. Talking, I'm talking Jill about. Jill comes out of the movement wing. Jill Stein comes come out of the movement wing. Jill Stein hasn't come out before. I'm comparing right now yes, Jill Stein yes. and Bernie Sanders. And I'm saying that his mode of being an activist, of mobilizing people, but working also within the system, and then at the moment when you have made progress saying, what do you do on election day, that that has been much more effective. Bernie Sanders can take credit for things in the platform, for changes in the rules, for diminishing the number yes. of superdelegates. Jill Stein has accomplished nothing. Oh, we already did some of that. But also, already, some of it has already accomplished. I'm talking about making a law. accomplished nothing. I'm talking about making a law. Also, it, activists <laughs> do make... <laughs> no, but, but this is very important, because oh, I don't I, want I, the brother I, to say... Activists in the street what is Jill and Stein go to jail. Do make, can we shape the climate? I'm not talking about activists. We, we have to stop. Activists make a difference. Stop this liberal. You wouldn't be here as a... <laughs> what do you say? What do you say? Jill Stein didn't go to jail. She goes to dinner. I said what? Jill, Jill Stein doesn't go to jail. She went to jail. dinner. She's, She's been dinner. to jail? What are you talking about? She Wait. has been to jail. You you, you were so, so, so busy really giving speeches. Okay. You okay. were giving her speeches. She was going to jail. Okay. I have okay. been working. Okay. She has okay. gone to jail. Why do you have to go to jail? Why is that? No, no, but just as an activist. As an activist. I mean, if you don't go to jail, you're nobody as an activist? but as a gay brother, you know the gay movement in the streets made a difference for you to make your entree into the system. No, but I started out... You can't deny Stonewall. I started of my gay work. Don't stonewall, stonewall. But here's the deal. <laughs> and I'm glad you brought up the gay and lesbian yeah, and bisexual. Because overwhelmingly, those of us who have fought for change for that are for Hillary Clinton in November. Because we want a Supreme Court justice to break the tie in our favor on the question of using religious rights against us. Overwhelmingly, yes. And the LGBT movement, like Bernie Sanders, and unlike Jill Stein, has been a combination of outside activity and then following through inside. What I am rejecting is the model that says elections are irrelevant because she's not an electable serious candidate. And the activism 
is helpful, but when it is tied to the kind of sensible political strategy, that's when it makes a difference. Don't, also, you, don't also, you hold it against her, though, that she it only came around on gay marriage in, what, 2013? She supported yes, here's the, deal. the I hold Defense it. of Marriage Act. Talking about Hillary. Talking about Hillary Clinton. Yeah. I said this last night. She yeah. is, if you're looking for the person who leads the parade, that is not who By she way, is. She is not that guy. That's right. that no woman. national political... <laughs> that's right. No national that's right. democratic political figure was for marriage earlier, not Barack Obama, not Joe right. Biden. Joe. But here's the deal. When we had marriage in Massachusetts and the Republicans tried to have a constitutional amendment passed to wipe out same-sex marriage in Massachusetts, she helped us defeat it. So she took a very strong position defending it, and that was essential because we needed that beachhead of showing how all these fears about same-sex marriage were nonsense so we could then persuade but, but, them. But, but, but why was it so that no elected official would take a stand on something so fundamental as precious gay lesbians? I didn't say no elected official. You said no national elected official? I said no national political figure. A lot of us who elected officials... Could, could you two it, liberal icons let the woman talk? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be wearing all white to get any attention on this stage. No, well, no, but I would say respectfully, Dr. West, I mean... You know, revolution and, and sort of out, outside activism, liberals have a pretty good lock on that. What they don't have a particularly good handle on is um, running for office, going into state legislatures, getting involved at the local and level, which, which, by the way, really matters if you're talking about all the ideals of the activist does. movement. And I think Could Bernie's I message to go and run for if office... They, if Democrats had more governors, poor people would have more exactly, health care. Exactly. Because it's Republican governors yeah, who have yeah. denied the Medicare and, expansion. And that's, that's true. So, that no or, and on every candidate. level. Oh, plenty of elected officials were same-sex marriage for many years. Almost all Democrats, very few Republicans. Well, I'm talking nobody about the national was, level. I'm right, talking about the national level. President. At the nobody, national nobody level. who thought they could run for president doing that. But if you look at Hillary Clinton on every other LGBT issue, she has been great. Marching in a gay pride parade in 2000. And that's why I will just tell you, overwhelmingly, the, every gay and lesbian elected official in Congress, all of the activists and all the organizations are deeply committed to her winning. And I say, you start with the Supreme Court, and you said we didn't mention foreign policy. I hadn't heard you talk about the Supreme Court. Oh, no, the Supreme Court is very important. <laughs> and Jill Stein's going to get me the right nominee? No. And also... Well, if, if she wins, she will. But yeah. she's not going to win, and we all know that. Well... She's not even going to get into the debates. Well, no, if, that's not true. It is we true. We don't know about that. We, we don't... don't you're trying to go to San Francisco, and she's well, a local underground to Tallahassee. That's right. Yeah, but I'm once again, back to the Supreme you're on Court. the train platform. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> You've you got to get to San Francisco. You're going to miss the wedding. Okay, how, how about the fact that in 2010, the Democrats passed health care legislation that was the most progressive ever, and Dodd-Frank, I think, was the same year. Could have so, been more progressive. Okay, everything could be better. No, can I just answer? Public option, public option. Yes, public and action. Hillary... Well, proceeding <laughs> something three times <laughs> now, here's the problem. We passed both of those with no votes to spare. Of course we want to do more, but I'm talking about the people who helped us win elections. We should have... I would have liked to have done more in both cases. I'm glad we were able to do it, and we, did, we literally didn't have a vote to spare. We didn't have the votes for that yet. I hope we will by people running for office. Okay. Not going to jail. Can I ask another question? 
You got to do both. No, going to jail both. isn't going to get us a public option. Well, Getting members of Congress is. No, but that's the, the the politicians are shaped by the climate of opinion that the activists help create. Don't downplay the role of the activists. We're not downplaying them. That's why Hillary Clinton's right. platform looks Egg. like what it does today. Exactly. But it's, at this point, it's just a platform. That's well, an well, nobody, okay. that okay. nobody went right. to jail for all the suffering out here. Nobody went to jail for the public option. That's an internal. Pressure fight that we've been fighting. <laughs> the National can Nurses I, United been going to jail for the last I, 15 I, years. Let me bro. ask a question about? about something we agree on. We yes, don't like yes. Donald Trump. Okay. Uh, he is, as a candidate now, he is poised to get intelligence. Well, mm. <laughs> that's not what I meant. You to say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> briefings. Intel <laughs> Candidates get intelligence briefings from the CIA about national security issues, which is not a law, by the way. I think a lot of people think it's a law. This is just a tradition that was started under Truman, that if you're the nominee, you get these briefings. And a lot of people are saying, we should not do that with Donald Trump. He has no impulse control. They'll tell him something about national security, he'll tweet it the next day. That is the expectation. It will be on Twitter. I mean, either through mm. Donald Trump or Chinese. Well, but members. I have a question as to why he wants it, because he said, as Hillary Clinton alluded to, he knows more than the generals. So he should be briefing the generals. If I, I mean, if I knew more, if I knew more than somebody else, I wouldn't sit and listen to people who knew less than me. Um, true. Can I ask you a question about the uh, the generals, though? The General John Allen, four-star general, yesterday at the convention. It's a pretty remarkable scene. He was barking about American exceptionalism. Yes. Voice just hoarse, throbbing, sure. talking about if you mess with America, we're going to come out and get you. There's flags all over the place. And this is after a lot of talk about God. That was directly for you, Bill, I think. Uh, and then <laughs> while this was going on, there were people trying to start a No More War chant being shouted out by chants of USA. This was a Democratic convention. Did you like that? But I'll be honest, I didn't see that particular okay. speech. But you know what I liked? I liked? I liked that Hillary Clinton in her speech said, talking about it, she said, it will not be quick and it will not be easy. Which is realism, as opposed to Donald Trump, everything, it'll happen very quickly. And I think... <laughs> <laughs> I like ISIS very quickly. I, national debt very quickly. I, national I debt very quickly. <laughs> I'll do everything very quickly. I don't know what that is, but that's all he does every day. That's a gif. Um, I think there are a lot of Democrats who want to reclaim the mantle of patriotism. Why can't Democrats wave flags? I mean, I, but I and they do, and, and they are. And I, but well, I, they're, they're more patriotic in this particular context. And let me answer that would not have happened if Donald Trump wasn't playing footsie with Putin. And that's what's right. motivating many Democrats. It is not simply... Sure. Uh, not just uh, Democrats, by the way. That's, uh, that's Well, you asked other Democrats to mention. Yeah. The fact is that Putin is one of the worst people in the world. I think it's very interesting that Donald Trump talks about standing up to China, but he's not going to... Never... But he makes love right. to, to Russia. Absolutely. I mean, they, they, and, and so what you heard with General... And by the way, the notion that he's going to sit back and encourage this thug to do in Poland or Lithuania or, Lith or, or, or Latvia or Estonia what he did to Ukraine, that's what you had, that's why people were supportive. Mm -hmm. Not that we want to go to war, and yeah. I voted against yeah. the Iraq war, but I've been I, against I, these things, but encouraging this vicious thug to impinge on new democracies just to his west, that's what Donald Trump is doing, this is a disgrace. I think what I Brother Matt was talking about, and I agree with him, but I think what Brother Matt was talking about was 
He was talking about the militarism that goes with the waving of flags. That was in the Democratic National Convention. You see, I am talking about what you also had in mind. But the flag does is that is because people have allowed flag waving to be imbued with militarism. Not all the time, but sometimes it is. But how do you reclaim that if not by actually physically reclaiming it? Where in that platform is militarism? I didn't see any. And what I'm explaining is, I'm explaining. What did Hillary say about Libya? We came, we saw, we died. They sodomized the brother with a knife. I don't think she said that about Libya. Yeah, with a knife. And he was a ter- I, 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 excuse me, He was me, a horrible dictator. That's you can't it. go around sodomizing folk with knives just because they're gangsters. Is Gaddafi your brother? No, he's a gangster, not. but you don't do okay, that to national leaders. But I'm explaining. I, I thought you were for... It was a violation of international right, law. we got to have some moral consistency. i got to explain what I meant with Matt. I'm sorry, Bill. But you know, support militarism, too, with these invasions and occupations. It was Gaddafi who was oppressing millions of brown people. Brother, so was Saddam Hussein. There's a whole though. lot of gangsters around the right, world. I you want to go around sodomizing them with knives? Totally transformed. Wow. Okay. Jesus Christ. Okay. We've uh, reached the sodomizing with knives I'm portion of the show. To match, I'm responding <laughs> to a specific point. I listen to what people say and try to respond and not distort it. He was asking about the chance USA, USA. I am saying Browning that Donald Trump's more. encouragement of Putin and his, 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 his making America complicit in his brutality is what was behind those chants of USA, USA. Thank Not you, panel. Libya. You are awesome. <laughs> Time for new rules. New rule, my mechanic must chop. <laughs> this seems so out of place now. New rule, my mechanic must stop showing me the old part that he replaced. I don't know what it is, and you don't know what it is. For all I know, it's like the bill, something you just pulled out of your ass. Jesus Christ. I'm trying to find something we can agree on. New rule, if you're a famous big box retailer with a pro-family reputation and you sell this massager at your store, and this one, and this one, congratulations, you're in the sex toy business. New rule, the makers of the new wine for cats called Pinot Meow, (laughs) which asks cat owners the question, why drink alone? Have to understand something. This is infinitely more sad than drinking alone. (laughs) New rule, someone has to tell Bombay night frogs, which have been observed mating in a position called the dorsal straddle, where the male ejaculates on the female's back and she lets the sperm run down her back to fertilize her eggs, that they've been watching too much porn. I, I, I... New rule, those new credit card chip readers have to read my chip faster. We used to be efficient shoppers. You've turned us all into the old lady who wants to pay by check. And then it starts beeping at me when it wants me to pull it out. Like, if I leave it in too long, I'm going to make a MasterCard baby. Come on, make this whole process go faster. This is L.A. I've got traffic to sit in. And finally, new rule, since half the country will believe an evil cartoon version of Hillary Clinton, no matter what she says or does, she has to embrace it. Sweet Grandma Hillary, (laughs) she did done fine in 2008, but this year, 
The voters are not in the mood for steady as she goes. They're pitchfork angry, and they don't want America's nicest grandma. They want the wolf with bits of grandma in its teeth. <laughs> They want a ruthless mafia boss who will protect their frightened souls, which is why Hillary has to own all the nasty things the haters say and run as the notorious HRC. <laughs> now, <laughs> try as I might, I cannot make my brain work like a Trump voter. Maybe it's my mother not drinking when she was pregnant, but... <laughs> I just don't get how Trump has been able to convince so many people that even though he's a lying, cheating, conniving scumbag, that's why we should vote for him, because he's going to use all that on our enemies. Sure, he's a scumbag, but he's our scumbag. He brags about gaming the system, paying off lawmakers, shafting workers, using bankruptcy. He says, nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. But there is one person who knows the system better. And maybe that's why her laugh sounds like this. (laughs) (laughs) So, if America thinks it can only be safe right now with a vindictive, power-hungry sociopath, that could be good for Hillary, because that's what Republicans keep saying she is. So why not go for the best, the notorious HRC? (laughs) And and the next time they call her Crooked Hillary, she should say, damn right I am, Crooked for America Hillary. (laughs) And then she should end every one of her campaign ads with, I'm Crooked Hillary. And not only do I approve this message, I will cut a bitch. I mean, why not? For a quarter of a century, Republicans have been creating this incredible supervillain named Hillary Clinton, who is a serial killer and a traitor, a terrorist mastermind, a sex-addicted lesbian. And we found out last week from Dr. Ben Carson, oh, yes, he said it, a devil worshiper. (laughs) Nobody could accuse this Hillary of being low energy. She's a combination of Lady Macbeth, Cruella DeVille, and Glenn Close in Fatal Attraction. (laughs) Donald Trump puts buildings up, she buries people under them. (laughs) You know, there, there actually used to be a website called the Clinton Body Count, which ran a tally of the people that Hillary and Bill had secretly killed. It was over 90 people. She should demand it be brought back and say, stop lying about my record. I've killed way more than that. (laughs) When Donald Trump gets mad at somebody, he sends out a mean girl tweet in the middle of the night. That's cute. Here's me killing bin Laden. And Gaddafi's ass is a little sore these days, too.
Hillary should say, I can't wipe out ISIS, please. I will wipe them out and make it look like a skiing accident. <laughs> I'm crooked Hillary and I don't give a fuck, so take a step back or you're next. My pantsuit is stitched together from the carcasses of the multitudes I have made disappear. <laughs> You want a strong man? I'm a stronger, stronger, strong man than that whiny little bitch could ever be. And to those who accuse Hillary Clinton of not being able to work with Republicans, she should say, Republican prosecutor Ken Starr exonerated me. Republican Congressman Trey Gowdy of the Benghazi Committee exonerated me. Republican FBI Director James Comey exonerated me. You're right. I don't work with Republicans. I beat their ass at their own game. People say, lock me up. Fine, lock me up. You think I'm scared of a stretch in the joint? <laughs> I can run this motherfucker from the inside. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> El Chapo got nothing on me. Carl Rove says, I have permanent brain damage. Uh-huh, I do. That's right. I'm the crazy guy on the subway. You sure you want to make eye contact? I didn't think so! <laughs> oh, and one other thing. Ben Carson was right on the money when he said, I pal around with Lucifer. Who the hell do you think Tim Kaine is? <laughs> All right, that's our show. I'll be at the Cape Cod Melody in Hyannis, Massachusetts, August 26th. I'm back at my home at the Mirage in Vegas, September 3rd and 4th. I want to thank Matt Welch, Alex Wagner, Dr. Cordell West, Barney Frank, and Bernie Sanders. Join us now for Overtime on YouTube. Thank you, folks. Catch all new episodes of Real Time with Bill Maher every Friday night at 10, or watch him anytime on HBO On Demand. For more information, log on to HBO.com.